Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Oh, hey, Kristen. Welcome back to full episodes of Crafty Ass Female. Episode 60. Who would have thunk? Right? Like, <laughs> actually 60? We made 60 yeah. of these things. And then when I listened back to the past four weeks of episodes for our From the Vault, you know, like, intro mini episodes, each one I'm like, wow, we're on episode eight. Like, each one sounded like such a big deal. And this is 60. Holy crap. Right? Soon we'll be, like, able to... Uh, get on social security for our episodes <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. not that we'll ever actually be able to get on social security <laughs> yeah, in real right. life so we'll just have first. to depend on it it's kind of like that weird thing that when i when i was in fourth grade i looked at eighth graders and was like i'll never get there that they are like adults and then when you get to eighth grade you're like wait this is it right <laughs> it's kind of when i was like in when we were when in we episode eight land i was like how do you ever get to 60 episodes and now we're here and it's like oh like that like when you're 23 <laughs> and you think you're gonna have oh like when you think you're 23 and you're gonna have everything figured out <laughs> yeah yeah yep well like oh no i was mistaken <laughs> oh okay side note have you ever seen west side story yeah okay okay <laughs> okay so they're making a new one are they they are why am i disappointed by that but go on i i i i'm holding my uh i love classic it's steven spielberg is redoing it Okay. Steven Spielberg I is redoing I, I can't tell if the news is getting better or worse, but go ahead. And, and he did auditions all over the world and cast, aside from Tony, which is interesting, uh, mostly Latina or Latino actors right, and actresses. Cool. Because the original girl was pretending to be Latina. Mostly the original everybody, except for like Rita Moreno, who is yeah. also going to be in the new one. Oh! <gasps> She's my favorite. Know, right? <laughs> so, like, also, like, way to go. So, yeah. points okay. for that. So, the okay. new girl, they found her. She's just, like, a somebody. Good. She's a high schooler from, like, New Jersey. Oh. So, like, coolest thing in the whole world. She uses our microphones to sing on YouTube. Nice. I was like, oh, my God, those are our microphones. <laughs> and I was like, she's my new best friend. She's like everybody cool. in the entire world's new best friend, including like she will be Matthew McConaughey and like nice. Darren Chris and everyone who sends her like flowers. <laughs> but she uses our microphones, so she's our best friend too. And she's gonna be Maria. She's going to be Maria. Wow! I know. So I'm really excited. And that popped in your head. What were we talking about before this? Oh. Uh, the episodes? The episodes. Coming so quick? Coming so quick. And she's... Um, that's what she said. Sorry. That, yeah, no, that is what she... That's what she sang. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so this is coming out on Monday. Yeah. So that won't count. The 28th. The 28th. So if you guys watched Rent last night, I hope it was really good, because I'm really looking forward to watching it. 
it's going to be on Fox. So Amanda, you should watch it on Sunday night. Okay. And everybody else, I'm hoping it's like recorded so you can just watch it at like Fox.com or like YouTube. Fun. It's going to be like on TV picture or it's going to be the show, the musical, like, Oh, like uh, Jesus Christ. Exactly. 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 And like the guy who was, um, not Jesus Christ superstar. No, not John Legend, the other guy who I can never remember his name. Brandon Dixon, and he has a middle name. I want to say it's like Vincent, but now I'm just like naming boys' middle (laughs) names. Um, He's going to be Jesse L. Martin's character. Guys, I'm getting off on so many tangents about musical theater. (laughs) This is what happens. But we don't, when we get together, it's just like we have all this stuff that we're just like. But then we push record. Right? But yeah. So the deal is you need to watch West Side Story when it comes out or just like literally go watch West Side Story on the TV now. I think it's on some type of streaming service. Or like the classic. Yeah, go like get oh, yeah. a VHS player or what did we have before VHS? How did you watch movies before VHS? Did you just go to the movie theater? Or, like, wait for them to come on the TV? You're really racking my brain. I'm, like, searching wow. deep in my file cabinet for Sorry, the guys. that. <laughs> this is what happens when you have two millennials on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no. I re- the oldest I remember was VH tapes at Grandma's house. Yeah, like, Beta the Max. That's, like, <laughs> that's not a thing. Um, yeah, no. No idea. I just keep thinking of bi- vinyls, but that's just audio. So clearly that's not how it works either. That's just how you According listen. According to my mother, movies came on the television once a year. And when they were, like, <laughs> announced and you had to, like, make sure you were there that day, it was black and white. Like, Well, like, it so. seems like this is the point of, like, TV guy. Like there was something in between that and VHS, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> that's what I remember. It was, like, the TV guide. And then there was the TV guide channel. Right. That was like a big revelation in my life was the TV Guide channel. I know. I hear you. And I feel like this is why we need to have an updated why do we memory keep. (laughs) Yeah. I think I need to have a page. This is what I need to do. I need to make a page about why we memory keep, why I memory keep, and tell the story of like, you know, TV Guide. What is the (laughs) TV Guide brand been for me in my life? And I remember... When I was little, my dad used to do crosswords all the time. And the TV guide, that was the first crossword that I could do. Because, like, it wasn't very difficult. (laughs) And all the answers were about TV. And then the TV guide channel was a thing. And it was the first... When When that was a thing, did they take off? Or did they get rid of the TV guide? Is that still around, TV guide? I Like, I don't know if it's still around... Like but as a nostalgic thing, not. I think. As like a I know it became anymore. really big because people who wanted TV guides were generally older, and they needed magazines to be larger. So TV right. Guide became like a magazine size magazine, as opposed okay. to like the Reader's Digest size right. TV guide. That's what I remember it as. Yeah, I remember it being like the thing my mom would pick up at. The checkout counter. And then you would fold it in a bunch of ways yeah. and spray paint it green and to make, make the Christmas trees. Tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that, we're it, millennials, but we're the older portion of 
We just dated ourselves. Yeah, no. Has anyone else made those? The Chris, the the TV Guide Christmas trees. Please like give every year. Please tell us. <laughs> it would really be awesome if you could DM us on Facebook. On yeah, definitely don't DM us on Facebook because <laughs> I'm so bad at our our crafty ass female Facebook. So DM us on on Instagram um, because I will see those. Um, DM us on Instagram and tell us if your moms or your adult your designated adult crafter friend made the <laughs> the tv guide or reader's digest christmas trees with you because that's yeah no we would collect them and then you fold <laughs> the top down and then you fold the little bottom everyone up. has bottle brush trees now but if they just save their tv guide trees almost the same thing oh yeah no that's absolutely and you spray paint them with you spray paint them silver or gold those are some really good Good holiday crafts good times yeah a way to work smarter not harder at christmas 20 years ago (laughs) yeah which is the the main theme of what we're getting back into today like that segue (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah it was fantastic (laughs) and so there have been a lot of ways that we've been working smarter not harder. Yeah, we have to say that slowly because we tend to mix it up for some weird reason. Our brains are so used to doing the opposite that it wants us to say the opposite. Right. We're so yeah. used to going at 11, right? spinning the wheels, trying to do as much as possible in as little time as possible, and burning out that the words just come out of our mouths and thinking about what the words are or assuming that everyone else is just going to figure out what we meant or not worrying about the things that we mean. That's just, you know, second, second to getting to the finish line. Right. But that's nonsense. We need to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of the things that are important. We need to prioritize because the, the finish line is an imaginary thing. Right. And when we prioritize that imaginary finish line, we ignore so much of the things that are actually important to us. Yeah. I feel like we kind of ignore the the reality of our situation because we're so focused on this imagined thing that we're just unable to even see it. Like I feel a lot of last year was like forcefully awakening me to it. So sometimes it doesn't even happen like consciously. It's like forced it you know i mentioned that the past few weeks but yeah yeah and that i think that happens so often to so many women and this happened this happened to Allie when Allie talked to us about wanting to get back into uh working out more Mm -hmm. and getting more into a healthier routine i'm talking about Allie edwards so if you haven't listened to the Allie, the first Allie edwards interview Allie Edwards was on the show talking about how um, she worked out a ton in college and she was always a super healthy person growing up. And then 
she kind of just stopped for a while. And then a health scare threw her back into needing to get into that again. And I think that happens to a lot of us women, is that we don't even realize all the messages our bodies are telling us, saying, hey, you know, this little thing over here, it's just not right, you know, or, you know, maybe you're feeling tired or run down a little bit, or, you know, you've got your head's bothering you a little bit or your shoulder's bothering you or something is just not right or yeah. okay. And you push it off for whatever reason, because you've got work to do because you've got to take care of the kids because you've got to take care of your mom or your kid or, you know, I was going to say kittens. Um, that too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just thought there was probably a more eloquent way of saying <laughs> that um, out loud on an audio show. Um, yeah, because of you, you've got to take care of your pets because you've got to put other people's needs in front of you because you've got to get other work done. And then you wind up in the hospital or you yeah. wind up somewhere else where you cannot get your work done my experience the past few years has been that that's happened insidiously it wasn't in my face like that it wasn't like oh I have to tend to and I was consciously understanding that it just all of a sudden I wo I, I opened my eyes one morning and was like shit just doesn't make sense anymore <laughs> like about so many things so like it's, it was, it, sometimes that's insidious. It just slowly creeps up. Like you come from a place of working smarter and you're clear and then you take on a few more things or just life gets in the way, like they say. And then it can happen very insidiously until you just like realize that you don't feel right. Yeah. And so much of the things that you have talked about and said that you've learned over the last couple of years Especially about your anxiety. Yeah, big one. Right, you've said that this is something that's always been going on. You just had no idea it was happening. Right, or I didn't really know what it was. Right. It was something that I was like, ah, but never put words to what that sound really was. I just reacted to the sound and, or tried to get rid of the sound. Exactly. In my head. And then I think that yeah. that's something that is happening to a lot of us. And that we just kind of try to like drown out because it's easier right. because we just don't have time to tend to the noise because right. it takes time like to deal with something like anxiety. You have to talk about it. You have to go to somebody who will help you handle it. And like that's not just a quick, hey, doc, what's up? I have this thing. I need some medicine. Peace. See you in six months. Right. It's difficult. In the trenches. Right. Yeah. And you get in the trenches. Yeah. And it, it sucks in a lot of ways, but like, dude, that's life. Yeah. You know, we can't prevent all the things that we want to prevent, but in doing the work, we get so much goodness and we learn so much about ourselves. And we find that we are so much more capable and gracious and joyful and and everything that we ever doubted in ourselves comes through. Yeah, agreed. 
and that's the baseline of working smarter, not harder, is when you work with yourself and not against yourself. I agree. And with your reality and not with some imagined potential type of thing. Right. Like, and, I and, and I know we talk about, like, me and you have the, the privilege of being able to go to therapy on a sure. regular basis. And that is absolutely a privilege. And not everyone has that privilege. But there are lots of ways in which you can continue to work with yourself and not against yourself. And they don't all have to be going and sitting in a therapist's office. You can choose to do things like journal or organize yourself in ways that are, hey, I only have this limited amount of time. What are the things that I need to accomplish today? What are the goals that I have? Or what are the things I want to accomplish this week or this month or this way in which, um, well, I think you did it in uh, the most amazing way possible. You said, I have to find a way to take care of myself first. And you went back to teaching because teaching took care of A, B, and C. And with A, B, and C taken care of, it left you the time and the space to be able to die. Choose, really. The word is like the, the fact that I'm not chasing my tail. You know, it's like now because A, B, and C is done, now there's space to choose what else is going to be D, E, and F. Perfect. Kind of. Kind of. But we, you know, we were in preparation for now we're back, second half of season three. Work, wait, let me look where I have it. Work smarter, not harder. (laughs) Um, I was thinking back that our first episode of this season was our less more episode. And that was released four months ago today that we're recording January 24th like four months ago that was so it's like we just started on this kick you know the all of season one and two was leading up to it as well but like really focusing on this theme four months ago so four months later how would you say is like the top way you're working smarter not harder the top way that I'm working smarter not harder well, I see your space is rearranged already. Yeah, I actually did. So I did this um, over the weekend. Over the weekend, we got our first hit of like actual winter hell. We've had a pretty mild winter so far. And then last week, we first got like real low temperatures. Like one degrees. Yeah. <laughs> The lows were were in the minuses, and I was like, that is not, that is not my thing, and I don't like it, and I'm, like, cool with staying in the house, but my studio has a gigantic sliding glass door that goes out to the backyard, and it's right on the deck, and I love it, and it's awesome, and I love looking out at the babies, and Chip is wonderful, and he makes me so happy in the winter, but my computer is right next to the sliding glass door, and sitting back there and this is the only computer that is hooked up to my photo printer this is the only computer that does the podcasts this is the only computer that is photoshop it's the only like big girl computer (laughs) i can use my laptop to do all of my blogging i can use it to do all my interneting i can't do like real computer stuff on on anything but this 
So over the weekend, over last weekend, I was like, Jeff, how much time do you need uh, to move my computer if I rearrange everything else? He's like, an hour. And I was like, okay, I will take the rest of my time to rearrange and move all of the furniture because I cannot spend one more day next to a sliding glass door in minus 10 degree weather. Nice. I've seen you've many a time got ready for the podcast with your space heater and your blanket. <laughs> like, so I know you've, it's been a struggle. Yeah. It is literally 10 degrees warmer on this side of the room. And that's, uh, that's smarter. That is definitely smarter. Totally. Um, another big thing that I'm doing is I'm reusing content and like that feels dirty to me in a lot of ways like I feel like it makes me feel bad but no say I have 2,000 people on my email list which is very close to what I have on my email list 90% of the people on my email list have not seen 90% of the things that I've written (laughs) exactly and that sucks for them so like I don't know why I feel bad that I would ever want to show them like that stuff don't reject girlfriend right this is my word Mm -hmm. so part of what i'm doing to work smarter is i'm setting up automations so that i can say these are the best things that i've written totally and like if you're interested in seeing them like here's like the best of this thing and here's the best of this thing and i'm trying to set one up for the podcast right now that's like the best of the different things that we've done Totally. And, like, I'm trying to incorporate, like, feedback into the middle of them so that I can make them better and just try to make loops of things that will continue to get better as more and more people get into them. Totally. Totally. Because. And that, your whole filter on, you feel guilty about that, that's all you. Because that's exactly what you should be doing. That's what people do all the time. It, it, it is. It's thing. all me. It's all yeah. me and saying, like. Because I've also been doing this thing where people will talk to me and I'll tell them what I do. And they'll be like, oh, my God, that is so cool. Can I, like, get on your email list or something? And I'll, in my head, I'll be like, but but it's not ready yet. Meanwhile, I have, like, literally five emails for them to get sure. for, like, the next four weeks. and do. like, Of course you do. <laughs> yeah. I've been literally doing this for so long. I have so much yeah. stuff. And I... Well, my imposter complex is so high that I'm like, yeah, but like, what, what if this thing that I have done on you know, my currently list, what if it's not good enough? What if you don't like it? See, so my exposure response prevention training that's happening right now tells you to feel that feeling and expose yourself to the possibility anyway. And then instead of doing what we normally do with anxiety is... <gasps> oh my God, what if, what if, what if, like you just said, and then we kind of breathe in a gasp of, oh my God, I can't take the risk. You say to yourself, yep, I'm going to suck. It's going to suck. I suck. That's just how it is. And then you, you, but saying it enough and repeat it enough where you don't, you don't, the response you want is to pull back and avoid, but you don't, you, you prevent that, that response. So you just allow yourself to feel that fear You talk yourself into the worst fear, which is, yes, you're the worst, and this is going to be horrible, and you send it and expose yourself and 
as you repeatedly do that, your brain doesn't send you the alarm signal anymore that you're the worst because it knows you don't give a fuck what it says. You know you're the worst. You've told yourself that already and you're sending it anyway. So it it factors in that alarm as irrelevant, even when it sends it. So it'll stop sending it because you're like telling it, yeah, I am the worst. You're right, Zen. Like you don't care. That's this is That's in a nutshell the training that's been going on on my Friday therapy session. So... Anyway, it's like that, that check engine in. light on the car where you just ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Because, yeah, it's, you're kind of, you know, there's a, nothing wrong. And like, it's just right. You're just an older car and you're good with that. But the anxiety usually, it doesn't matter if you cognitively know. You could understand a hundred thousand times, but logic doesn't play a role in anxiety. It'll still alarm you. It's a false alarm. But. It's a, it's a different relationship to the alarm. You can almost be like, thanks. Thank you for warning me. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, I'm the worst. such a kind right. thing for you to do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You warned me. I'm the worst. I shouldn't do this. Send. Like, and then it tells your brain, like, you're going to send the alarm, but nothing's going to come from it. So. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just a little, a little Friday therapy wisdom from Amanda Zampelli today on the podcast. Yeah. One of the things that I've really been doing, and so – one of the things I've been discussing with my therapist in this, like, so we've been getting, like, deep, and I told you in one of the mini episodes that I don't cry at therapy, and I haven't, again, but we've been getting deeper about things and how I'm angry at things and people. It's good. It takes time sometimes. Right. Um, but one of the things that I'm really getting to is that I need a lot more alone time, and I think it's exactly for like those reasons so that I can kind of be alone with my own anxiety instead of being that empath self and taking all of everyone else's emotions in and having to deal with everyone else's emotions. I can just deal with my own emotions and move forward. Like I have my, I have stuff to do and my stuff that I'm doing is all in service of other people. And so like, I just like, leave me the F alone so that I can do all this stuff for people. Like, just... I totally get that. I mean, <laughs> I totally it's it's get like that. anti, like... Right. I'm glad that you get it. What were you going to say? Anti... Like, anti... I was going to say anti-Scrooge McDuck, but that doesn't make any sense. I was like <laughs> anti-Scrooge. But then I had, like, the actual, like... Ducktales like cartoon in my head yeah. on the piles Swimming of money. In the money. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, it's just sometimes I want to be like, leave me the fuck alone, so I can just be really nice to everyone else because like, yeah. And like that's kind yeah. of the, what I wanted to get back to. Like that was the point that I was trying to make at the beginning of the show. Is like, we all need enough time to be able to charge the parts of us that need charging in order to be the best uses that we can be for our people however that is yeah totally and so like from the less is more four months ago when that episode went live like part of the show notes was me saying the point of that episode was to get to the bottom of again, what we need to add to our life, subtract to our life in order to feel stronger and more fulfilled. Like, that's kind of what you're saying. Like, right. That's the goal is feeling stronger. But again, 
just like the theme of a lot of our mini-sodes. No one can help you do that except you. I can't tell you how to be, how to make yourself feel stronger. It's up to you to, again, like you're saying, have the space to figure it out. What do you need to nip in the bud? What do you need to project more of? Like it is that give and take, tug and pull. I think I talked about uh, Marie Kondo in some of our mini episodes. Yeah. Everyone, so Marie Kondo's philosophy for tidying your house is only keep the things that spark joy. So Marie Kondo only keeps 30 bucks. This has been pissing people off like crazy. <laughs> like it's making people, especially white people on the internet, very, very angry. So wait, she only has $30 cash on her no, at any given time. No, books, not bucks. Sorry, that was my accent. Oh. That was me not. <laughs> that's really good, I, though. That's what I thought you meant. Like, only have a little bit of money on yeah, you no, at the that's, time. But no, that, books. No, that is also really books. good advice. So I see. When she hits 31, she needs to get rid of one. That's, she, well, she has only about 30 books in her gotcha. library. That's what keeps her happy. And so there's been, like, this, like, backlash to Marie Kondo wants to take all my books. She doesn't understand. <laughs> like, she's just, you know, the worst. But, yeah. like, dude, watch the show or read her right. book. Like, if you don't get what she's saying, because, like, all of these people who are writing these articles are not understanding at all. What she's saying is that if your books spark joy, keep a million books. But you are the one who needs to decide what sparks joy. Marie Kondo can only give you the philosophy on what can and cannot spark joy for you. You're the one who needs to go through your library and look at your books and say, well, you know, do the Harry Potter books give me joy? Does Big Magic give me joy? Like, guarantee you, I don't own a copy of Big Magic yet. Um, but... I know there are tons of women on this podcast who own a copy of Big Magic. I'm actually literally picking this because I don't own a copy, and so I cannot <laughs> have an opinion on this. So there are tons of women on this podcast that own a copy of Big Magic. Tons of women on this podcast have read Big Magic multiple times, and it sparks joy in their lives and will need it and will refer back to it multiple times, and the, it just is. And I know other women who have a copy of Big Magic and have never, ever, ever read it. So what are the things that spark joy in your life? And start to think about those. Like, And it doesn't have to be things. It doesn't have to be. It can be experiences. Like, do you really enjoy going out every Friday night and drinking? Um... I mean, yeah. maybe you did when you were in college, and maybe you don't anymore because it literally feels different now. Yeah. Like, you wake up on Saturday morning, and you can't wake up at 8 o'clock and go to the gym anymore on Saturday morning because your body is like, nope, yeah. we're just not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Go ahead. And And... You want to know, I'm like, it's a matter of what's smarter for you. And sometimes doing stupid things is smart. Sometimes spending like a stupid amount of money on fun times with your friends, that's working smarter. 
Or in the moment, it's smarter, but then you needed to do that to learn how to be smarter. Of course. Like, it's okay. Like, right. Like, the whole mistake element that you always bring in, like, it's okay to make mistakes or fuck up because, yeah, I feel that. I do feel that. Austin Cleon did, like, um, a little article in reference to, to Marie, Marie Kondo, that's her name, right? Saying, like, I get it, you know, keep, only keep the things that spark joy, but he was making a comment on how creatives tend to pack rat a little bit because you know and but now what you're so he was like in he was an argument for against that but now what you're saying makes it make more sense to me because for people like him it sparks joy to have a little pack rat stash yeah so it isn't necessarily that he isn't getting rid of things that don't spark joy it's he's identifying his sweet spot of joy is to have that pack rat element in his life exactly Right. And, like, it's one of those things, like, for me and my scrapbook stuff, and I think anyone who's a crafter, especially a paper crafter, you're going to collect a lot of stuff. Especially if you're a memory keeper, you literally collect memories. You're going to get them. Like, the idea is to just not drown in your things. And I think that this is a very important thing to talk about when we're, when we talk about working smarter and not harder. Um, when it comes to ways in which we can craft smarter. Mm-hmm. Because one of the biggest things I hear from a lot of people, both in like my Awesome Ladies membership and on Instagram, is how can I not spend hours just going through the things that I own? Mm-hmm. Well, I think Marie's method is really awesome. And I've gone through a couple of different ways over the, over the years of like, how do I winnow down all of my like different craft things that I own. I've Mm -hmm. been scrapbooking since high school, so I've collected... I don't even know how many hundreds of pounds of paper and photos and bits and stickers from... and embellishments that are, like, thick and thin and paper and plastic and rubber and all these things. And there's a couple of different things that can, like, happen. Like, one... You can fall to prey to that. Well, it's too pretty. I'm not sure that I'll ever put it to good enough use. Like, I'm not good enough to use this product. Yeah, but that's a very different thing than joy. Then the answer is clear. It is, but you still can say like, oh, well, this sparks joy for me to look at it. Hmm. And then like my answer to that is it might spark joy for you to look at it. But at some point, if it's stickers, if it's something with a back that's going to be sticky, it's going to stop working. Mm. And like stickers that don't stick anymore, washi tape that doesn't stick anymore. That's it's sad. It's sad when you can't take your thing for an intended purpose. Like you're not buying if you're buying scrapbook supplies so that you can store them in boxes so that you can look at them i hear what you're saying then like put them on the wall so you can look at them i hear what you're saying there there are 
products of mine that every time I pick them up, I go, oh, yes, I love you. I will use you one day on the right thing. Oh, don't worry. I remember you in my head and I will find a place for you. Like that, that's literally the, the, the monologue I have in my head with the gold foil sticker or whatever it is. But then there are times like the problem with that is sometimes I, I do that with so many piles of things that then I can never go through the pile to find the one. So you do have to have like one specific pile. And when it becomes two, like Marie's kind of saying, then. Well, so I have a couple of different systems for this. Yeah. There's one thing that I really, really, really like to do. I think it's really important that everything has a home. Mm -hmm. And so my stamps have a home. My flat embellishments have a home. My stickers have a home. And as soon as the things get too big for their home. Seasoning? Do you know what that is? Do you find seasoning? Um, as soon as the thing, as soon as the things get too big for their home, then it's time for me to go through that home and decide what stays and what goes. Yes. True. And then what makes it easier for me to decide what stays or what goes is I have a box in my house that's marked stuff for others. So when people come over to scrapbook or when uh, Megan and her kids come over um, or anyone and their kids, but it's usually Megan and her kids, we can pull out the box and I say, this is my scrapbooking stuff for when people are over. Please feel free to use anything in this box. And then... Because anytime I ever bring stuff out for people to play with or for anyone to go with, everyone's like, I don't want to use your stuff. You have so much nice stuff. It's like, I always feel bad. And it's like, look, no, look, this mark says it's clearly marked stuff for others. And it's a lot easier for me to go through this box and say, hey, if I know that this is going to go to good use, if I know that this is going to get used up by somebody I know, somebody I love, somebody that like is going to have fun using it with me then it's easier for me to say, okay, this is not... Let it go. Yeah, this yeah. is not... It's too much of a hindrance to me right now, and I don't think I'm going to use it on my pages immediately. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I like to do is if I don't think something's super inspiring me right now, but it might inspire me in the future. And like this happens once in a while, like things just kind of like go out of style. And like, I do this with things that are not stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause stickers tend to get unsticky, but I'll put things in a box and I'll, this is like my, you know, not in style box. So every six months or every year I'll go through all of my, just my stash in general and I'll be like yep this is not inspiring me right now or I don't need six days of the week sets of embellishments I don't need whatever and I'll put like 20% of my stash in this you know other box it's a clear box Mm -hmm. and then when I'm feeling like I just need to shop a little bit or I need something extra inspirational Or maybe just something new. I'll break out that box. And then I can just shop all my old stash. Yeah. And it's really, really, really nice to have 
a separate box of like my stuff but it's not stuff that I don't want anymore it's not stuff that isn't good mm-hmm. and then every year or so I'll go through that box again and if that stuff's not good or if I know I'm never going to use that stuff again like if that stuff is really not my style I'll put that stuff into stash boxes or I'll put that into the box of others or I'll literally just donate that to like the Girl Scouts or the Salvation Army mm-hmm. or it's Habitat for Humanity here is the one that we donate to goes through a lot of phases it does and like this is something that i've worked on for a really long time and the thing that really 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 helps me to work smarter with my crafts is to have stuff out on my desk and then only allow a small amount of stuff in those little like open containers and reachable places. Open containers and reachable places. Right. Right. I, I agree. And then that's also knowing backward and forward the project you're working on. So it's also that part of it too is knowing, like when I used to do the hat. Because my, my first thought too was of what you were saying is what helped me recently use stuff has been to really care about the project I'm working on as opposed to what I used to do which is just literally feel like every week I had to produce something right that that's I'm like it's that switched in my brain where now I'm like and I was also inspired to there was that but but sometimes I wasn't and then fell a prey to but I have to because I've been on a roll right so then then it just becomes like filler 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 but you're not you're not so your heart's not a hundred percent in it, so you don't want to use your favorite thing ever. Like you know, what I've realized in the past year is like with my thirty days of lists I did in March, I cared about that thing for a month, like so hard. So I knew I was going to use my good sticker in it that I was saving for the right spot. I found the right spot, whatever. My happy planner, um, memory keeping things. I have three years of them now. Like, I love those to death, and I would use the good sticker if I felt it was the right spot, but I couldn't put so much pattern paper in there. Like, so I knew the pattern paper couldn't be out, but I was ready to use the stuff that could go in. And then just this past month with the December Daily, I cared so much about that project that I was pulling my favorite stuff. Like, I feel like when you're super intentional and super vested in the project, when it isn't just the free flowing of your day and week that you're just trying to fill up time with this craft you love. Like when the project is important enough, then the important stuff will be put down in it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that goes right back to, you can't try to fill up your self with 15 different projects. Right. Don't be a slave to the craft. Let the craft serve you. Yes. That's a new thing for me. And, and and I think this year, memory keeping wise, like I've been working smarter, not harder because I'm really memory keeping on my terms. Like I think a really in-depth summer album that again, I can just treat super important and pull out all the stops for. And then a December daily. It just, and then what I love is like with those two projects, like so far apart, I could spend, I, and this is where I've been in my brain, is like, I love my December Daily so much, I can't wait to like flip through video on YouTube and share it with everyone, but I have four months to do that. 
Like I'm not in any rush to to kill myself in order to put that content out. I'll do it when I'm ready. If my December daily flip through goes live in June, like I am happy with that. Totally. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like right. Like even blog content and shareable content has been on my terms. Like I've been being smarter about when's the right space to do that because I'm not trying anymore for a company to see me. I'm not trying. You know, it's just a different space in my body now. So that's helpful. That's been really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And then and to tie with the whole Marie Kondo thing, a big way that I've been working smarter, not harder, but I think it's just been like a side effect of all like kind of the ERP that I showed you that I put out on the podcast like a few minutes ago. My head has been saying, not out loud, it's just been floating in my head, like I'll, I'll do something, complete a task, whatever it is, and the words that'll do literally just pops into my brain and I've just been living the that'll do phrase like it's my life depended on it like that'll do like and I know people say like good enough or that's enough or good is better than perfect but like the phrase for me has been that'll do and then I think of babe when he's like I was just gonna say that'll do (laughs) but but (laughs) yeah so that'll do is such a to really live in that phrase yeah such a good one for me it's so been helping with a page with a teaching assignment with breakfast like it's just been that'll do with time with my family when I need to be done that'll do right you did your you did your part (laughs) yeah or like yeah even like coming up with ideas for the podcast and me wanting to overdo it like Right. It's, and it ties into my less is more because I wanted more of less. And that's just more of less time spent on something that's already accomplished. Like I, I wrote once, like the problem with overachieving is the over part. Like mm-hmm. you're already achieving things, but you're going overboard and killing yourself. And it just doesn't make sense. It's so not smart. Well, you know what's funny is that, so I've been really into these emails like I was talking about. Your newsletter, you mean. Right. And the newsletter and setting up these email automations. And last night on the couch, I was like, because we're at this point now where we are, we're bigger than the small podcasts (laughs) and we're smaller than the big podcasts. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's weird. It's a little bit weird. But we're we're smaller than the big podcasts, and we're at that point where we need to look at, like, the big podcasts to kind of see what we're supposed to be doing. And it's like, <laughs> but we're just Kristen and Amanda, who are supposed to be doing this on the weekends as a side hustle. Okay. Which we are. <laughs> uh, right, exactly. So I'm like, okay, what are the ways we're supposed to be working smarter, not harder? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just doing all this email stuff, so I know what I'm doing now, so I can just set this up to go on... So who are the big podcasters doing great emails? Guess who they are? They don't exist. (laughs) Guess who they are? Nobody. (laughs) I was like, I just like, I wanted to know. I want to literally spend an hour last night trying to find a good podcast to sign up for their newsletter so that I could be like, so what do you write? And nope, it didn't happen. I was like, you know what? Fine. Because they don't even have an email list? Because they don't even have an email list. Oh. Or like, if they do, you can't get on it by going to their website. Mm. And 
so that's like that just was like i was like you know what fine that's that's not we're doing great as a podcast man maybe i don't need to think about email that's the over part to our overachieving like that's literally working harder not smarter that's like that was like oh that's the harder part isn't it yeah i was like okay yeah that's that light bulb yeah so so true right that'll do Kristen. right that'll and it's like yeah. that's the other thing and and, and we've always like kind of been a little bit hard on ourselves about not being on it with instagram and it's like well we're on it with a podcast <laughs> yeah. and so, so you know what? yeah and, and and there's that again that anxiety alarm bell warning is like are people gonna think we're failing because the instagram isn't as put together as we'd like and then well you know what if you guys think we suck because our instagram (laughs) is not as great as our podcast then i guess you should find some podcasters who are better instagrammers than podcasters right which doesn't even make sense i I guess that's what you want from a podcast is someone who's great at instagram (laughs) right i know this is the thing like people follow us on instagram like i don't know no, but no, this is what we wrap ourselves up into. Yeah, yeah, This yeah, is yeah. literally, the, the, this is how we work harder, not smarter. Yeah. And so you have to unravel that so that you can get back to, well, how do we work smarter, not harder? Yeah. We yeah. have a great podcast. Right. And that'll do. And just living in that, living in that idea. Yeah. It, it, yeah. we live in the idea of we come together and we make a great show and we try to do that as often as we can because we have an audience to serve. And yeah. that's the best thing is we know who our audience is. We care most deeply and we always have from the very beginning about saying, hey, we want to tell you that you guys are awesome. We know that you're trying as hard as you possibly can. And here are some things that maybe you won have thought of because we're thinking about them so maybe you want to think about them and know that someone else is thinking about them too so that you're not thinking about them alone two maybe you want to think about something in a slightly different way and here's both of our perspectives so that you can think about them in a different way and then we got some cool people to start talking to us too and it's just this one foot in front of the other week to week thing yeah we don't have to be we're all doing a huge brand we're all doing it right and we don't like we didn't uh, there's no podcast in a box kit like (laughs) and even if there was a podcast in a box kit it it wouldn't apply to us right yeah that's so true good point good point and i feel too like work smarter not harder is all about like giving yourself time to process and my therapist said the word integrate like integrate every bit of lessons that come like let's say in the last four months right since we launched season three like you pick up things but just because you pick them up doesn't mean that they're integrated in a way that you can then use them or discard them or whatever like you need time for integrating like last year was so killer so I'm just I have, you know, you gotta give, I gotta give myself time to process 
the killer year last year was, and that means integrating the new teaching job with the breakup, with the grief, with all the feelings I've been feeling, with the OCD therapy and treatment and actualization, and then maintaining the pocket. Like, it, you know, everyone has 150 things going on. That's what makes us human. And working smarter is just giving yourself time to integrate everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you change you can't change okay time out back up i'm going backwards let's go back to like literally fourth grade science okay like scientific in that zone right now right like scientific method you can't change more than one variable at once okay right and so if you go and change oh like you know well i'm gonna go on a diet i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna go and do all of these things and you're gonna change your entire life out of whack you're not going to have any idea what's working. You're not going to have any idea how to, you know, you can't integrate all of those changes into your life and expect to be like, oh, okay, totally brand new person, you know, working smarter, not harder. Nah. Mm-hmm. Working smarter is picking something, seeing how that works with you and your life and everything else that is a part of your life even though you have no idea it's a part of your life until you make a change (laughs) yeah so true um my medicine i don't have i talked about my medicine i'm on a new medicine for my headaches it's uh it's an injectable it's like an epipen i take it once a month side effect tmi is constipation which you know no big deal when it comes to it's still right when it comes to you know like this is this is a drug where you have to have failed on multiple other migraine medicines for years in order to get on this one Mm -hmm. so that being said the number one side effect being that minor is cool Mm -hmm. you know it could be so much worse but that means I have to change my diet. Like, I had to change the way that I eat. Because I had to up my fiber. I had to up the amount of times that I was eating every day. It's just the way that I had to change the way I was living. And I'm glad to do it. But had I started my new medicine and then said, hey, hey, it's, uh, you know, the new year. I should try to lose some weight. It would be also really awesome. I'm going to try this new diet. Bad idea. And I know, like, it's one of those things where we're like, let's get all the, let's just try to get to the finish line as fast as possible. Right. I want to do this now. Yeah. But. Right. It's just not how it works. Yeah. And it's kind of the shift from going, from living your life with the energy of a river being driven, driven, driven and volatile and harried and needing to be on trend or like whatever it is to changing that energy to be more like that of the ocean where you are calmly going with the current and being drawn to things you need to integrate. <laughs> yeah. And you <laughs> have like to, a different for, feeling. you're, you're going to be pulled back and forth and you need to know that like twice a day whatever a day is 
you're going to have high tide and you're going to have low tide. And you need to acclimate to that. Yeah. And just slower pace, like slow your roll is working smarter, not harder. I feel like. And then that leads us kind of to our new book club book. I'm so excited for this one. Yeah. So our next book club book is called A Book That Takes Its Time. It's by the people that make Flow Magazine, right? Yes. Yeah. So it has bits and pieces in there. It's another one of those low impact reads that you could pick up at any time. You don't have to sit and trudge and go chapter to chapter. It's just that fell on our lap. Yeah, there's lots of little articles in there. So we'll be doing so many fun things. And I am ready to, you'll see lots of things on it, uh, both on the Patreon. And so I want to quickly talk a little bit about the Patreon. You can follow us on the Patreon, even if you are not subscribed on the Patreon. So you can see all of our free things on the Patreon. You'll see the book club book. Um, You'll see info about the book club giveaway that I'll be doing in the next week. And if you love our Patreon, oh my God, right? No, if you love our podcast, which I know you guys love our podcast, and you think that you have gotten a dollar's worth of value out of any of these episodes, $5 worth of value out of any of these episodes, please come over and support us on Patreon. This is how we fund the show. This is how we pay for all of our bills. This is how we make this show as awesome as possible. And we are going to head over to Patreon right now for our After Chatter show. We are ready to bring back our After Chatter episodes after our quick break. I know I'm so excited to (laughs) chat more with everybody. And we're going to be changing it up a little bit and introducing episode chapters. Oh my god. A chapter? What are we calling them? We're introducing... Themes? What do you mean? Titles. like Like telling everybody what we're talking about. For season four? For after chatter. Okay, let me start over again. Oh, I know what you mean now. Yeah, no, I just literally didn't segue into that. And for the second half of season three and going into season four and forward, for after chatter, you will find out exactly what we're talking about right before we go into the show. And today I'm really excited that we are going to work smarter not harder with you guys here and do a brainstorm of our season four so if you are excited to hear about what our season four theme is going to be and a little bit about what's going to be happening on the podcast going forward head over to patreon.com slash crafty female and you can get in on that with us it's gonna be good it's gonna be awesome yeah it's going to be fantastic and you can get in on some more info about the book club and everything else that you need to know about supporting us and being a part of the patreon community so thank you so much for being here again for our first episode back after the midterm break midterm break yeah sure why not and uh and we'll be back next week with another awesome amanda and kristen episode of craftiest female we love you guys so much all right bye guys